0: Good morning and welcome to this special episode of Enjoying an Encounter with Our God. This morning we celebrate episode 52, which marks 4,500 prayers through one year of doing these podcasts. I especially want to thank all of you for joining in each week to share a moment of scripture and then prayer together over our families and nations. The Word of God says that two will put 10,000 to flight so we rejoice in the work that we're doing together. This morning I want to read a poem from someone who goes by the name of Nightbird. This woman has written a beautiful poem. She's become a voice of inspiration and motivation for the world. She received the golden buzzer on America Has Talent but had to withdraw from the competition because her cancer came back. She's forthright in her estimation of herself, the journey she's walking through, the difficulties she can't wrap her head around, and the truth that God is there, even in the things we don't understand. Let's start with prayer. God, we thank you for who you are. We exalt your name above every other name. We celebrate you and your power to influence the world through us. We thank you for one year of being able to pray together and share this time of prayer through this podcast with all these wonderful people who join in prayer and calling your kingdom to come and your will to be done over what is going on in our lives and this world. We invite your Holy Spirit to once again speak in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Our challenge question today is Do you find things to celebrate? even when there is no reason to celebrate. I want to thank Rose Miles, a prayer partner of 30 years, and one of our partners on this podcast. She sent this poem from Nightbird, and it's entitled, God is on the bathroom floor. I don't remember most of autumn because I lost my mind late in the summer, and for a long time after that, I wasn't in my body. I was a light bulb buzzing somewhere far off. After the doctor told me I was dying, and after the man I married said he didn't love me anymore, I chased a miracle in California, and 16 weeks later, I got it. The cancer was gone, but when my brain caught up with it all, something broke. I later found out that all the tragedy at once had caused a physical head trauma, and my brain was sending false signals of excruciating pain and panic. I spent three months propped against the wall. On nights that I could not sleep, I laid in the tub like an insect staring at my reflection in the shower knob. I vomited until I was hollow. I rolled up under my robe on the tile. The bathroom floor became my place to hide, where I could scream and be ugly, where I could sob and spit and eventually doze off, happy to be asleep even with my head on the toilet. I have had cancer three times now, and I have barely passed 30. There are times when I wonder what I must have done to deserve such a story. I fear sometimes that when I die and meet with God, he will say I disappointed him or offended him or failed him. Maybe he'll say I just never learned the lesson or that I wasn't grateful enough. But one thing I know for sure is this. He can never say that he did not know me. I am God's downstairs neighbor banging on the ceiling with a broomstick. I show up at his door every day. Sometimes with songs, sometimes with curses, sometimes with apologies, gifts, questions, demands. Sometimes I use my key under the mat to let myself in. Other times I sulk outside until he opens the door to me himself. I've called him a cheat and a liar and meant it. I told him I wanted to die and meant it. Tears have become the only prayer I know. Prayers roll over my nostrils and drip down my forearms. They fall to the ground as I reach for him. These are the prayers I repeat day and night, sunrise and sunset. Call me bitter if you want to, that's fair. Count me among the angry, the cynical, the offended, the hardened, but count me also among the friends of God. For I have seen him in rare form. I have felt his exhale, laid in his shadow, squinted to read the message he wrote me in the grout. I'm sad too. If an explanation would help, he would write me one. I know it. But maybe an explanation would only start an argument between us. And I don't want to argue with God. I want to lay in a hammock with Him and trace the veins in His arms. I remind myself that I'm praying to the God who let the Israelites stay lost for decades. They begged Him to arrive in the Promised Land, but instead He let them wander. Answering prayers they didn't pray, for 40 years their shoes didn't wear out. Fire lit their path each night. Every morning He sent them mercy bread from heaven. I look hard for the answers to the prayers that I didn't pray. I look for the mercy bread that he promised to bake fresh for me each morning. The Israelites called it manna, which means, what is it? That's the same question I'm asking again and again. There's mercy here somewhere, but what is it? What is it? What is it? it? I see mercy in the dusty sunlight that outlines the trees in my mother's crooked hands, in the blanket my friend left for me, in the harmony of the wind chimes, It's not the mercy that I asked for, but it's mercy nonetheless. And I learn a prayer. Thank you. It's a prayer I don't mean yet, but I will repeat it until I do. Call me cursed, call me lost, call me scorned. But that's not all. Call me chosen and blessed and sought after. Call me the one who God whispers his secrets to. I am the one whose belly is filled with loaves of mercy that were hidden for me. Even on days when I'm not so sick, Sometimes I go lay on the mat in the afternoon light to listen to him. I know it sounds crazy, and I can't really explain it, but God is in there, even now. I have heard it said that some people can't see God because they won't look low enough, and it's true. Look lower. God is on the bathroom floor. This woman speaks honestly into her pain and frustration and lack of understanding about God being with us through suffering in a way that many of us have never imagined, let alone known. Most of us wait for the next thing on our list before we feel we can celebrate or be happy or see our influence or have the next answer to prayer. She is seeing and feeling God in the brokenness of a pain-filled life on the bathroom floor next to her with her in that place, openly asking God to show her what she doesn't see as being from him. Like with the Israelites who were going through the desert, the cloud by day for shade as well as direction, and the cloud by night for warmth and protection as well as direction. Those weren't their prayers, but they were a provision of God to his people. Several have called this week and were crying or told me how spent they are at all that's going on in their worlds, being told that if they don't get a vaccine that they don't want, they will lose their jobs, homes, freedoms, or wept at the pain of seeing thousands running to only two planes that would carry them to freedom from a living hell, death, or worse, having their daughters taken from them and evil atrocities besweep their families, only to see those two planes soar to freedom without their families. An earthquake in Haiti, lightning striking the Washington Monument. Surely our God is here, he is seeing it all. We praised out loud on Zoom prayer meetings. We decreed and declared our great God over all these situations. Then, as I walked alone in the dark in the United States, I wept for this world and those issues and asked God to give us strategies to fight all this. He responded, I have given you the strategies. You've been fighting it all in prayer for over twenty years. The very things on your podcast, Second Kings 6 and 7. I rescued my people from the very enemy that I once told them to let live. And then because I made a sound, I defeated an entire army and set my people free. And then provided for them in their weakness so that they would have months to recover. You've been coming against the hidden things of darkness and decreeing that I would decimate them seeing in the spiritual realm the networks of evil, and calling for me to bring implosions on these derisive men and into their underground tunnels of ungodly activity. You've been calling in the lessons from Ziklag, because the enemy went after my people. Through obedience and perseverance, I brought about a victory, with plunder that blessed 15 cities, and it even went to the weary soldiers. You've been praying, Haggai one fourteen that I would propel my people to action, and then that they would push past the thresholds into new realms of authority. Habakkuk one, and the sounds of heaven, that they would permeate the airwaves as never before, igniting truths and freedoms and the good news, that God's people would work as a mighty orchestra and play to the conductor's lead in order to compel the world to respond to our God's message of love and that the dominoes of God's orchestration would fall in such a way as to cause the world to wonder at the plans that have been laid in the dark. But once the curtain is pulled back and the stage has been set, that the dance of intimacy with our God will ignite a fruitfulness of righteousness, power, and glory, the likes of which the world has never seen before. I wiped my tears and thanked my God That though my influence has only been in my small dark closet, you have all joined in 4,500 prayers in this last year alone to call these things forth. Each of us has influence. Many have cancer, but they don't have the world stage voice like Nightbird. But they can and we can influence whoever God has put in our lives. Our God is the God of increase and he gives us the power to influence the world around us as we give him whatever we have, even our pain. As we are walking through this narrative of evil men, speaking louder than what feels like should be natural, let's focus on how and where we are seeing God. The birth of a newborn baby, the hug from a loved one, sharing of our hearts, one realizing their need for God and and becoming saved, let's see our God where he is instead of being obsessed with why God isn't doing what we want or expect. After and through our cries and our hurts, let's give him the praise and worship he deserves. Let us be intentional and say out loud as I needed to do last night when I was wondering if I would be allowed to see my grandchildren ever again after I leave the United States this time. I will not fear. I will look to my God from whence cometh my help. Yes, I said cometh. I read the King James till I was 12, so even in my musings I revert to the Old English at times. My help cometh from the maker of heaven and earth. We must remember that he told us these things would happen. We ought not to be surprised. Let's ask to see Him in this crisis that we are walking through. Even more importantly, let's ask Him how we can influence the world, even if it's just our small, simple sphere of influence. How can we love and bless others for our God, even while we are walking through our own pain? You've all done that on some level as we've joined together in prayer this year. I've come to appreciate that no matter our station in life, or our education, or or our vocation, we can all have incredible power and influence because of intercession. If you read the biographies of great intercessors like Reese Howell, David Livingston, and Father Nash, just to name a few, we realize the power of God manifested through us as we pray heaven's agenda for this earth. It's exciting to realize that we can celebrate how much we can accomplish if we get alone with God and cry out his heart for this world, or if we join with others and petition the throne room of Almighty God and then watch him do what only he can. With that, let's petition together. God, we magnify you, we exalt you, your purposes and plans and ways. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak to your heart, to our hearts each day. We want you to share what is in your heart for us to pray. We recount the words of Habakkuk. We have heard all about you, Lord. We are filled with awe by your works. In this time of our deep need, help us again as you have over and over again. In your anger, remember mercy. And we ask, O God, that you would cause your brilliant splendor to fill the earth and heavens in ways that we've not yet known or seen or understood. May your awesome power not be hidden from the earth, but once again we ask you to show up and show off your great might and majesty. Together we lift up Nightbird to you and ask you to heal her body. When the blind man cried out and you asked him what he wanted, it seemed obvious yet you still asked. And then you said his faith had healed him. We pray for Afghanistan, especially those that know you and love you and call you Lord. We lift your name that is above all names over all of them right now. We pray that the whole country would experience a God awakening in such a real and marvelous way that it would be forever changed for you and for good. Thank you, God, that your word says that you live among us. You are. our mighty Savior. You take great delight in us and you rejoice over us with singing. We pray that all would hear your song. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us and putting 10,000 to flight. If you know others who would enjoy praying for a few minutes every week, please have them join us on Google, Spotify, or Apple at Enjoy an Encounter or on the website, www.enjoyandencounter.com. May you be blessed in finding new ways to celebrate our God as you personally encounter him more and more each day.